swapping joysticks. It is the 2nd of November. Remember, remember the 2nd of November because swapping joysticks is live as always um, on a Wednesday when we're free and able to do that. And uh, yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like we need to like lean into the mic. Do we need to lean in? Yeah, we can put the microphone there. Like we need to lean into the mic. That's probably not going to be good. Uh, but yeah, welcome. Uh, this is Swapping Joysticks, uh, your home of I don't know LGBT gaming, LGBT gaming, and more, all more. So um, yeah, welcome, Ben Ostwick, otherwise known as Biggest Benis, and I'm joined as always by the one, the only uh, Nightingale. What? I was about to burp, so I didn't want to make it too loud and then just belch your name out because I didn't think that was very kind. It's um, appropriate, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so um, how was how's your week been, Ed? All right. I um, I'm tired. I have a really bad back, so I'm sat with a with a uh, hot water bottle. Hmm. I'm getting old. That's yeah. The problem, and it's starting to show. Did you pop your hip out? Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Not good. No, what? Well, I've had a day off today, so that's nice. Yeah, what did you do with your day off? I got my hair cut, and then I did a stream. Um, you nice. did do a stream, yes. But we'll talk about that in a bit. Good. I, like, I really like your haircut. Can we see the sides? Oh, I've had your ears lowered. Slightly. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, but you did. Did you have a nice lie-in? No. Why not? Because you woke me up. <laughs> I didn't wake you up. You woke me up, actually. My bad back woke me up, yes. Yeah. Somebody was very, very... You know when someone's doing something so slowly, they're actually making a noise, really, for like, a, like a quieter noise, but for such a long time that it wakes you up? I very carefully creeped out of bed. I was woken up at half past six by a... As you slowly, slowly, slowly closing the bedroom door to sneak out. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it didn't quite work, but um, just slam it and then I'll be like, and go back to sleep. All right. Yeah. Well, I was also woken up in the night with you taking up all the space and I just had to be like, Ben, fucking roll over. Because I tried to push you and you did not move. You were literally like stone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where, where I sit, I sleeps. I'm like a cat. Clearly. <laughs> How's your week been? Uh, fine. I uh, had bad sleep. Someone was snoring. Uh, no, I've, my week's been fine. What did we do? Oh, we went out and met friends yesterday. We did. We met some lovely streamer friends. We did. We met uh, Soul Body Geek and Three Extra Lives. Uh, Cheesy Gids. and Erinus. Yeah, see, I was getting there. And someone called, uh, yeah, Ed underscore Knights with an N. Also, I don't know what's happened, but my eye keeps, like, flickering. You know when you get, like, a, a twin? Like, twitching. Yeah. And it might be because I had quite a lot of coffee in the space of a short time. That was silly, wasn't it? Very, yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, that was fun yesterday. We had a nice pizza. I had eight, an eight-cheese pizza. Mm, so which, you and Cheesy did. Yes. The uncultured among us were like, I didn't realise there were eight cheeses. And I also had anchovies. And do you know what? Do you know what I paid? Do you know what I paid for the anchovies? So it was £3 extra for anchovies. And I was like, well, you know what? I like anchovies on pizza. I'll get three. I'll pay £3. They gave me, like, two anchovies that had been pulled apart to make, like, three bits each and just kind of flung them on. That's definitely three pounds worth. Three pounds for two anchovies. That's even worse value for money than those trainer socks that were five pounds for a pair. Jesus. 
Well, it serves you right for wanting anchovies on a pizza. Pizza pilgrims. Is it pizza pilgrims? Pilgrims? Pilgrims. Pilgrims. Pizza pilgrims, if you go there... Ah, Don't... I know. Do not get the anchovies on the pizza, because £3 is redonkulous. Yeah, Liz says, oh my god, pizza pilgrims. It wasn't... There weren't too... It wasn't too bad for the price. Like, eight cheese pizza was £11.50. Then it was an extra £3 for two anchovies. Bloody hell. Ah, uh, uh, Shocking. Yeah. But apart from that, we had a lovely evening. Yes, we did. Um, yeah, I'm still just shocked and disgusted by that. I can tell. Mm. It's, it's thrown me. <laughs> but no, that was nice to meet people and, uh, you know, just eat pizza. And hang. And have yeah. some drinks. And, and catch up. Wait a minute. We, IRL. We, are, we actually have some plans as well this coming weekend. We do. Are you going to tell tell the listeners? Tell the listeners. Yeah. Uh, we are going to watch <laughs> Strictly Come Dancing live. We are, but we watch it live every week in the in the on the sofa. I know, but this time we're going to be there in person. Oh my god! In the audience, will we see um, Motsi? Yes. Will we see Craig? Yes. Will we see Bruno? No. Evan? What's his name? The one on the right? Evan? Oh, it's the one from Dragon's Den, isn't it? What's the one on the right called? Um, Anton. Anton, that's it, yeah. And, and you had Shirley. An... Shirley, that's it. Thirsty Shirley. Yeah. She hates women. <laughs> she she does. And whenever it's a woman celebrity dancing, she's like, nah, that was, that was terrible. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. How fancy, how fancy do we need to dress up? I don't think it's super fancy. Like, it's, you know, wear a shirt. Um, as opposed to, you know, jeans and trainers. Um, no. But it's it's not, like, super, super fancy. Yeah. I'll wear a shirt, yeah. Primani, that's what we call Primark. Primani, yeah. Sure. Should wear a shirt. No nipples on show. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I don't know if, if... I'm sure we'll be towards the back of the audience, so I don't know if you'd actually see us on TV. You might see Ben because he's so tall... And then you'll be like, oh, I'm sure Ed's next to him somewhere. Maybe it'll be a really good show like it was. So I've been on, I've been in the audience for various TV shows, um, which I've mentioned many times on stream, but never on the podcast. So I'll get to say it now. Great. Another story. Yeah. I've been, I was in the audience for Supermarket Sweep, the first Supermarket Sweep in 11 years. Um, oh, with Ryland? No, with Dale Winton. With Dale? God rest his, he's, he is dead, isn't he? He is dead. He yeah. is, yeah. So I saw that one. I was in the audience for the first one. And he's Dale Winton, or was, uh, like a real filthy-mouthed um, individual. He was telling us about Davina. He was like, oh, I was talking to Davina last week, and she's a real bitch. She's like, I can't believe it. She, honestly, she, the mouth on her, she's such a bitch. Uh, Coming from? I know. I was like, well, that's where I, uh, yeah, that's where... I learned it from. But I was also in the audience of Big Brother a couple of times. I saw Shil Pachetti win. Celebrity Big Brother, that one. Mm. Um, and, yeah, a few others. Uh, I But the biggest one. Oh, actually, I was in the audience for the Paula Grady show. Nice. Which did have a really A-list celebrity being interviewed who I now dislike. Who is? Ricky Gervais. Oh, yeah. At the time, he was someone I thought was great and hilarious. But, yeah. And Saran Jones, oh. who at the time, I, I didn't realise, I didn't know her as the submarine lady from that TV show, but she's she was from Coronation Street. She died putting the washing out. 
Um, That's no, a but sad way to go. It is, yeah. Oh, God. What was her name? I can't remember. But yeah, you didn't watch Coronation Street? No, I was an EastEnders boy. Mm. Yeah, it, was too, it was too depressing, EastEnders. It's realistic. But I was in the audience for the first ever £250,000 win of Deal or No Deal. In like a thousand episodes, they'd never had the Mac, like the top prize won. And you were the lucky charm. And I was in there. And I remember they won. And everyone like just jumped into the air clapping. And like they never told us to do anything like that or what to do. But like just everybody just kind of leaped. Because it was just so, so nuts. Yeah. Uh, I but was you were... in the audience for Graham Norton. I went, were to, I went you? to go and see that live. I can't actually remember who was on. Oh. But he told a story about how he took a gentleman home. And... Um, they could not find uh, the condom afterwards. And then he found the condom hanging out the back of the dog. <laughs> Who was this? Graham Norton. Wow. That was like the pre-show, like, lols. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do like it when they, you know, the fluffing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit of fluffing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been in the audience. Well, because I used to go to, the, like, the album chart show. They used to record that at Coco in Camden. And the amount of times that we saw some, like, really big bands... Just because they were there recording like three songs. Because you'd go there and there'd be about five different acts or six different ones. And I saw Basement Jacks actually nice. perform, like having their singers perform like Good Luck and um, Hey You, which is an amazing song that uh, is underrated. Hey You. Um, but yeah, things like Jarvis Cocker, which I don't think you like because he's Northern. No. Um, but yeah, that was it. I was also in the audience for Top of the Pops. Oh, of course you were. You snake Classic. hips. Yeah. Did they teach you? Did they tell you like you have to dance? No. Oh. Um, I'm not even sure if I was in the front or if I was even in any shots, but I also was in the audience for um, Trisha, which is a chat show or an old chat show. She used to do a chat show. Um, well, not not even a chat show. Um, I don't know, like Jeremy like Kyle, Jerry, Jerry, like, yeah, uh, Jerry, Jerry Springer, Ricky it. Lake kind of vibe. Um, so yeah, that kind of show. And, um... Not Trisha Paytas. Yeah, the UK's Ricky Lake, exactly. And, uh, yeah, the, I was fully in shot. There was literally, like, camera shot oh. right in my face being, like... That's embarrassing. Looking really pensive. Mm. Pally, can we just say uh, there are people in the chat who didn't know that Graham Norton was gay? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was in the audience for, um, the Russell Brand show. And I've said this story before. Oh, we all know this. Yeah, he um, he it was his first episode of this show, and he was, he had Matt Lucas and David Williams on, and he was like, oh, they want to do like an agony ant section, and did they have any questions? And mine was like, oh, should I tell my best friend that I love him? And it would be like, oh, you know, scandal. Um, I just thought of that yeah, as I was being waiting. Gay is such a scandal. He wanted he wanted that he wanted it to show like how accepting you know and how great he was. Um, but we, yeah, and he and he was asking like people for some ideas before the show, like before he went live, and I put my hand up and asked, said that, and he was like, oh my god, I love that, we we need that, so he put me on a like in a like a bar type area in the studio um, where they were filming, and yeah, and while I was asking that question to like Matt Lucas and David Williams, who were about as far away as that camera is to me, he just decided to sit down on my knee, so he sat down on my knee. And Lovely. then, there, yeah, this story, I'm never going to say this story again. This might be the last time I say it. Um, someone clip that and remember 
Because this always comes up. And then I went, uh, because I'd mentioned his name, I had to go backstage and uh, I had to go backstage and like just get permission from him that it was okay to use his name. And as I was there backstage, Amy Winehouse walked past. Wow. And there's one more story. Another one. Or another one. Last one. I um, was in, it was actually the, the Russell Brand show again, but a couple of weeks later. And it, Jade Goody and Jade Goody's mum were on. And Jade Goody's mum admitted and told everybody, this never made it to air, uh, that when she, Jade Goody was young, she used to shave her pubic hair into a little heart. Wow. I love that that's what you remember. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. And then I watched it live and I was like, oh, that uh, that didn't make it to air. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Well, now everybody knows some, uh... <laughs> yeah, some, there you go, some backstage gossip. We'll, we'll tell all the backstage gossip. Well, actually, we probably won't be able to, will we? Cause... No, we won't. Well, it will be, it, I mean, I have seen Strictly before. Um, one of my friends is the producers, which is why we are going to see yeah. it. So um, it's interesting to see how they film it, because, spoiler, the Sunday is not live. Um, mm. It's done on the Saturday. So um, it's all done slightly what? out of order. But it means that we'll know who uh, who goes out. I'm not saying a single thing. Mm. But next Thursday we'll spill all the gossip, find out who the... Because we'll hopefully get to chat to a couple of them. Maybe. Yeah, we'll Maybe. spill all the gossip. We'll try and get some pictures. Yes. With some hot dancers. Yes. I want with Nikita and... Um, who are the others? If you don't know the name, then you're... I don't need to know their name. You don't need to know the name. If someone, if you just want them for their body and their face, you just you don't need to learn their name. I need to know whose name I'll be screaming. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't scream anyone's name. I don't. That could change. Wow. <laughs> um, anyway, video. This is a video game podcast, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Despite talking about TV. Yeah. Well, okay, right. Video games, 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 games. What games have you been playing, Edward Nightingale? Hmm? What? That was a nice voice. There you go. Um, what? Honestly, I feel like I've got so many games on well, the Oh, we better go. get started then. I know. Well, I'm only going to talk about a couple. Um, well, one of them is Bayonetta 3. That oh. came out last week. Um, which we're going to be playing after this, so do stick around afterwards. I say we, I will play, and Ben will talk over it. Yeah. Um, this looks shit. <laughs> but so far, I am very much enjoying it. Um, it is kind of more of the same. I could not tell you what the story of Bayonetta is. It is wild and absurd, uh, in the best possible way. Um, combat feels fun. It's got a new twist in that the demons that she summons you can now control separately. Um, which is a nice extra, um, but but otherwise it is it is more bayonetta so far. I'm not very far, as you will see. Um, I am uh, I'm not too far into it. Only done the first couple of levels, um, and of course all the news before the release has been about the voice actresses um, and uh, whatever has happened there. The bottom line is that there is a new voice actress, which is Jennifer Hale. Um, and she's doing a very good Helena Taylor impression. So yeah, I didn't realise there was a different one. No, they are very, very similar. So it's very hard to tell the difference. Um, it's not quite the same, um, 
because of course they're different women. Uh, so of course it's a different performance. Um, so it doesn't quite sound sort of how you remember, I guess. Um, but it's not a huge difference, really. Um, and the other thing is that it is technically a different Bayonetta because the story is that it's sort of multiverses and different universes. Oh, well, thanks for so ruining it for me. It's right at the beginning and you've already seen it. You watched me play it. I had no idea what was going on. You literally watched me play it. Um, that doesn't make any difference. I mean, no fair. idea. Um, so it's it's actually a different universe in the multiverse. So it's a different version of Bayonetta, in which case it's totally fine for it to be a different voice actress and a different look at the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we're going to play more of that. Good. Um, but I am, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Um, the other game that I can talk about yes. um, is Immortals Phoenix Rising, oh, which I, thought you were I was talk playing about... earlier today. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the really shit game. Immortals Phoenix Rising? No, Silent Hill 2. Oh. Well, yeah, we can go on to uh, <laughs> Immortals. Okay, no, no. We, yeah, fine. We'll do, we'll do Silent Hill 2. I enjoyed Silent Hill 2. I know you hated it. Mm-hmm. You just don't appreciate old games. No, I mean, anything that old is just unplayable. And it was... It was... Okay, I understand it was great at the time, apparently. Um, but, holy crap, it's bad now. You were not even playing it. Exactly, that's how I bad was. it was. I, I, could, I wouldn't play it. It was... I mean, it looked pretty ugly, yeah. But it... Oh, no, I didn't... It, it looked ugly. But, like, 90% of the screen was just pitch black. Um, the... Yeah, 90% of it was pitch black. The controls were tank controls, which are just abysmal. You weren't even playing it. I know, but I didn't want to play it. You had tank controls. And I like tank controls. The voice acting was pretty dire. Um, and it was just full of really obscure things. You had to go backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, into one room that had kind of the same look as another room. And then you spent like three hours in some kind of hotel going around from one room to another. Oh, give me strength. I know that's what the games were like there and then, and that's all that they had. Great. But I am looking forward to a remake, and I hope they... I hope it's a spiritual remake, you know, and it doesn't just copy all that stuff. I mean, it was of its time, and I can appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, so can I. I can appreciate that, but I don't want to play it now. But you have to play it now to appreciate that. (laughs) No, I can appreciate. I can watching you play it. I mean, I was enjoying talking to the chat, but it I was. Know. What you're saying is that my gameplay was really boring. I wasn't playing it well enough for you. Oh god, no! Even if you were playing it well, it would still be pretty. Bleh. I mean, it has its downsides. <laughs> um, it is very dark, and I get that. That's totally the point of it because it's meant to feel claustrophobic. Um, but it is very dark to the point of not really being able to see anything. Um, that is frustrating. Um, and some of the puzzles are pretty abstruse. Um, not obtruse? Abstruse. Um, but I can appreciate the, the atmosphere that it's, that it's building. You know, the, yes, the graphics are dark, but everything's dark and grimy. And I like that it is a horror game that isn't like stealthy. We're going to make you really vulnerable by not being able to fight back. Um, that irritates me. Or, um, you know, it's a a horror game where there aren't really any um, any jump scares. It, it thrives on its atmosphere. It's a slow burn. Yes, it took a while to get into it. Um, but it's a slow burn that you slowly kind of get absorbed by. I feel like that... I've, I mean, side, side point, 
horror games on stream, I think, is an interesting concept. Because in some ways it works really well. Because I think people don't necessarily want to play horror games on stream. Um, and so being able to watch somebody else play it is, is, is a way of experiencing it vicariously through someone else. And in some ways that really works on Twitch. And in other ways, I feel like horror games are often very slow and maybe a bit boring to watch. Um, so I sort of have mixed feelings. I feel like Silent Hill 2 maybe isn't the best game to watch on stream. Yeah, money says But I maybe wanna... that's just sort of our, our collective paranoia of streaming it and wondering if people liked it or not. <laughs> money says um, she likes to watch people shit themselves and it didn't really have any jump scares or any that we were. Even Pyramid Head looked like just a normal dude with a weird thing stuck on his head. But, but that's what I mean, is that I actually like that about the game, is that there weren't jump scares. Oh, it's, same. it's more of an atmosphere For playing thing. is the better. Yeah. yeah. But then that's the kind of thing where do I, or would I rather sit on the sofa and enjoy that in my own time rather than playing that with an audience where I feel like, oh, I need to be better at this. <laughs> Have you played Until Dawn? Yes. Yeah, same. I haven't played The Quarry yet, though. I enjoyed The Quarry. I bought it. And then got offered a code, and I was very upset. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a good game, is the quarry. In fact, please play the quarry because then I'll get some money out of you know it'll. I will get get his money's worth. I yeah. could I could play that on stream even if you like. Yeah, there you go. Would have been good. Um, but yeah, so I I'm going to carry on with Silent Hill Two. I feel like you, well, you said that you want to watch me because you want to know what happens in the story. Kind of, but. I will play it on the sofa and you can play Switch next to me. That's, that is probably what's going to happen. There you go. Um, Spo, anyway, speaking of games that you like and are actually good, Phoenix Rising. Of Phoenix, Immortals, Phoenix Rising. So Ed's going to pretend he doesn't like it because he knows that I like it. He knows that lots of people like it. And it's quite a popular game. So Ed's going to tell us why he hates it. And I'm not pretending. Wow. I mean... Okay, my feelings before I played it from reading reviews, from seeing trailers and seeing other people play it was this just looks like a poor man's basic Breath of the Wild. And that is exactly what it is now that I've played it for a couple of hours. Um, it's fine. It's fun. It's playable. Um, do not play it on PC as I was because it did not run well. It was no. re- The frame rate was really choppy. It crashed on me twice. Um, so it's not a good game to play on PC. Absolutely not. Um, it's available on Game Pass on Xbox and PC. Um, so that's where I was playing it. I would not recommend that. Um, it plays like fine. It's just, I feel like everything about it is analogous to Breath of the Wild. So you've got, I can't remember the evil guy's name, but the evil Titan, whatever his name is, who is essentially Calamity Ganon. You've got your Greek gods who are the divine beasts. Um, just you've got like stamina and heart piece equivalents. Um, it does have dungeons. It's got shrine equivalents. Dungeons. It's no. got actual dungeons with you know beginnings and ends and all that stuff. It's not like you know the half-ass stuff that they put in Zelda. Typhon, that's the one. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is Zelda stole from the Greeks? No. What I'm saying is that Ubisoft stole from Nintendo. Um, it's just such an obvious um, copy that I just feel like I'm all for, you know, I'm, I'm playing Zelda Likes this month on stream. And I like 
Zelda games, and I like games like Zelda games. Um, I like action RPGs. Um, it's just that I like that if it's telling its own story and has its own ideas, at least. Whereas this is just such a blatant rip of Breath of the Wild. With, it's got its own story. With, it's all Greek gods. With Yeah, but that's it's Greek gods, but then twisted to match Breath of the Wild. Um, and... Um, Yes, Mr. Wibble, PC performance can be fine unless you don't have a good PC. Thank you for notifying yeah, me. Yeah, do you want a decent PC? Um, I've got a 1070 you can borrow if you want. Whatever. Um, it has its own story and the humour's good. That's the other thing, is that I'm, I'm not... The, the humour just didn't click for me. And I totally get the humour is subjective. So pe- some people like it, some people don't. Totally some people fine. people have a sense um, of it. It just wasn't my sense of humour. And the incessant talking... Like, Breath of the Wild gives you the space to look out over the environment and create your own adventure. Whereas this is kind of wanting you to do that, but also talking to you constantly and telling you where to go, which I just blanked out and then got lost. Um, And it just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel original to me. Um, I'm, it's fine. It's perfectly flavorful. It's fun. I could happily continue playing it and finish it on Xbox, not on PC. Um, We should. But it just... I just feel it's one of those things where it's so similar to Breath of the Wild. Would I rather just play Breath of the Wild that I know I like and is good? Yes. Well, I enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah, the humor got me. I enjoy. I like having a like just constant talking and you know narrative because I, I was playing it back. Oh, it wasn't last Christmas. It was the Christmas before, and I remember being up in the attic, um, just playing it and like having that constant talking and stuff was nice just to have someone you know narrating the game that you're playing and i don't know i thought the humor i thought the voice acting was brilliant in it and the humor but like the so voice then, acting is appalling i could not tell you what accents they were doing it's greek and they're not it's they're definitely actually, not greek but they are actually the people that are doing it i'm pretty sure are actually greek like the voice they've picked or i might be thinking of something else they have the weirdest accents it oh. like it jumps that is globally very around the world. Very offensive. <laughs> yeah, I did not get Greek from that at all. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, so but it's, it's just full of twinks. Though, what is not to love? Well, that's why you love it. Um, My character is very hot. I was very disappointed by the beard options as well, and the character creator overall. There were not enough options. Your the beard option does look like, as I said, from uh, Monty Python when the. The women are trying to watch the stoning because they love watching a good stoning, but only men were permitted, so they all just like bought beards and like these really fake bad beards. That is what your character looked like. It's the best option I could choose to have a beard. Hermes is voiced by Aris and uh, Athanasopoulos, so I think that Ath- might be Greek. Athanasopoulos. It's all Ath- Greek to me. Yes. Yeah. I mean, fine, but it just... You caught his accent weird. It was offensive did it did not sound greek to me hmm. um but yeah so i'm gonna be doing uh zelda likes all month so i will give some thoughts on each one and so far this one would be like a seven out of ten i mean that is better than average yeah it's fine that's it's what jim sterling that's, just that's what james stephanie great. sterling gave breath of the wild actually a seven out of ten so that means it's on a par um but your next zelda game is blossom tales right Yes, I haven't decided all of them for the month, but next week I'm going to play Blossom Tales, which is a Switch game, uh, sort of pixely, sort of, I was going to say 8-bit, but 
it's kind of old school pixely art, top down Zelda style game. It looks very very cute. Um, so I'm excited to play that. Um, and yes, and it's also got a sense of humour. Great. Yeah, love that. I remember. Yeah, because Blossom Tales is Zelda, but it's played with a girl as the heroine. And yeah, and she's. I think she's a bit of a. She's got an attitude which I I love. I'm down for that. It's really good. And apparently the majority of the voice cast in Phoenix is Greek. How do you feel? Well, now I feel terrible. (laughs) Uh, What have you been playing? uh, Nothing I can say. Oh. Uh, Oh, actually, no, I did play a bit of Skyrim. Yes, tell us about Skyrim. So I played Skyrim and I started Skyrim. This is now my fourth time or fifth time, maybe even sixth time playing Skyrim. Or starting Skyrim. And you know what? It's fine. It is totally fine. It's just... It is an old game now. It is definitely chugging. Um, I'd done these bits before. So having a game that didn't really look too pretty for like the fifth time of starting it, I was just getting a little bit fed up. Um, I always seem to get to the top of the mountain where you get the... Whatever. The first dragon shout. The first dragon shout. Oh, do you not get that's one? That's about half an hour in, but yeah. No, no, the Dragon Shout is... That's the little round table. I mean, like, the top of the mountain. Where you climb the yeah, snow. Yeah, that's quite early on, isn't it? I played it for, like, three hours or so, and got to the... Um, yeah, I just, I just did the Dragon Shout where you kill your first dragon. And, it, and you absorb a shout. I mean, I played that when it first came out on PS3, which was... So did I, that's... <laughs> however many years ago, and I haven't gone back to it, so I don't remember. Yeah. It was uh, a high Hrothgar is early... G- it is early yes. game. Is that, where we, is that where you go to the top? There you go. Yeah, no, it is early on, so that's pretty much where I've got to each time, and I just... I don't have a real urge to play anymore, but I did pick Magic, which is Good. what you requested. Good. And yeah, I agree. It's um, it's the best way to play. But also as well, I'm playing this on PC, or I was, and I do feel that the controls are definitely made for controllers. Oh, did you play mouse and keyboard? Yeah. Interesting. Um, and like aiming and stuff was great. Moving around was fine because I'm used to mouse and keyboard. But like the menus and things, you've got a, you had like a the cursor is this long weird thing, but. Clicking on stuff didn't always work, and scrolling didn't work. And also, when I was scrolling in the game, because you meant to scroll for various, you know, your inventory and things mm-hmm. like that, it started scrolling my stuff on my other screen, which was really annoying. So, like, I'd have the chat on one screen, and then the game on the other, and I'd scroll it, and then my chat screen would go up. This is the problem with PC gaming. Just play it on a console. Well, I mean, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Consoles are, you know, the way forward. They are. Unless you want to play VR. We'll talk about that later. Oh, now we'll be. I do actually. I do feel that. Uh, I keep saying I do feel. I am going to try and play some more Call of Duty on console and see how that feels. But uh, I got something else to finish first. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. But yeah. No. Other than that, I still haven't started Persona Five. Today was going to be the day, and then I ended up staying here. I love how and- you were so annoyed at. at- like that, that your previous order had been cancelled. You desperately wanted it the day it came out, so you could start playing it, and you haven't even touched it. And it would have been due in like two days if I'd waited. I don't mind. Ugh. I've saved myself seven pounds or something. Still, you need to play it. It is one of the best games. Ms. Raven says you're going to hate Persona Five. Roll. Well, I mean, I have played many, many hours. I've been about twenty-five hours in before, and I loved it. 
I'll help you out if you get stuck. I don't need helping out. I even rem- I even used to do very well in the school things. Hmm. Um, right. So, well, I'm... Should we see what chat's been playing? Yeah, let's go see what chat's been playing. And Shaded, I am kind of doing a podcast now, but I will check it out another time. Uh, right, let's go and see Answer what... Answer of the day. Answer of the day. Here we go. Wait, we're today. Move the chat back over. Yeah, let's move the chat over so we can see what they're saying. Um, this is good. This is doing going really well. Right, it was great because I thought only one person answered, and then we had some great lots and lots of uh, responses. Here we go. So, would you like to? You, I'll let you do it. It's your thing. Um, oh, we're starting on pancake. We are got it. Uh, so pancake. Uh, I downloaded the new nailed it phone game. I did not know that existed. I lo- nailed it. I love fucking love nailed it. Even I do. Um, I've got to say, it's actually pretty fun. There's no undo or stencils or hand-holding, and whatever monstrosity you create is actually what the cake ends up looking like. It seems you have to have a Netflix subscription to play it, though, so that's kind of weird. So, I haven't played any games on Netflix, but they are really pushing this. Um, If you have a Netflix account, get the app on your phone, and then there is a game section on there with loads of games you can play. Um, But yeah, you have to have a Netflix subscription, so it's not a separate app or... Well, I think actually you have to go through the Netflix app to download the app of the game. Um, but yeah, there are loads of games on there. As long as you've got a subscription, there's plenty on there. They so, have um, Exploding yeah. Kittens apparently, which I actually uh, kickstarted. Nice. But then I withdrew, and they still send me emails all the time, and it really annoys me. Mm. Nice. Mm. Um, Jeff says, My Ed and I have been playing Return to Monkey Island, an old school point and click which is coming to Game Pass this month. It is, it's coming to Game Pass and it's coming to PlayStation. It's already out on PC and Switch. Uh, we played the originals back in the day. Did you ever play Monkey Island? No, Grim Fandango was my only one. Yeah, I never played Monkey Island. I feel like I need to catch up. Um, I might play this one though, I've heard good things. Uh, we played the originals back in the day, and it's a charming return to the form. It's a very chill puzzle game, a bit clumsy on the Switch, but perfect for a mouse. It's full of stupid puns, little Easter eggs that aren't uh, distracting if you don't get them, and you can't really make a mistake or die. Everything you need to solve a puzzle is there, even when it doesn't seem like it. The music and voice talent is terrific. The creator was hounded off of social media, indeed he was. Due to toxic fans, I'm happy with the new art style, which sucks. Yeah, they've changed the art style from the originals, and people literally were just being arseholes. <laughs> that doesn't sound like the internet. No. Um, yeah, just fans are toxic as hell and horrible. But yeah, I've been very tempted to give this a go. I'm not sure if if it would make a good stream game or not. Point and click about it. Mm. Well, because it's puzzle games. It's the sort of thing people can chip in and help with. So... Maybe. Maybe one to think of. Hmm. Um, Capt, who's just joined the chat. Uh, Capt's played and actually finished Bayonetta 3 this week. Yes, I have proof. Capt doesn't finish games. I know. Uh, really enjoyable and a real treat for fans of the series. As I said, we will be carrying that on later today. So we will have a look. I saw somebody moaning about the ending of, uh, of Bayonetta. I feel I might also have opinions on that. Do you know what happens? we will see. No, I don't know. I don't know the ending, so do not tell me. Mm, I don't um, know. So, yes, when I get there, I feel like I might have some opinions. We shall mm. see. Uh, Clues has four games. Four. Um, dismantle. You play a survivor in a zombie apocalypse, smashing and dismantling things to craft and improve your own gear. It felt like a budget State of Decay. Also, State of Decay 2. <laughs> 
Despite being released in 2018, the game is still being constantly updated and supported. New items, new stories, new skins. You control a group of survivors in an open world zombie apocalypse, scavenging around the ruined townscape for materials to fortify your base, dealing with zombie attacks, hostile neighbours. Free on Game Pass, 8 out of 10. Yeah, that's kind of when it was released. It was a 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10. Lots of people got and they were just like, meh. But the fact that it came out to a bit of a meh and they're constantly like um, improving it and with it being like a day one Game Pass game, I think they're trying to you know, get people like you to keep playing it and give it another go and see what it's like. Nice. Good for them. Uh, Ghostbusters Spirits oh, I've Unleashed. Heard about this. Uh, an asymmetrical arena battle. Oh, it's this one, yeah. One player controls the ghost and four other controls the Ghostbuster team. The objective of the ghost is to scare the civilians, haunt the place, cause uh, all kinds of mischief. Um, it's really fun and preserves the light-hearted, chaotic nature of Ghostbusters. The arenas are multi-story, gorgeous locations that are thoughtfully cra- crafted. After the first 30 levels, though, which is sprinkled with some narrative, there is a noticeable lack of content, so it'll be interesting to see what they add to the game in future. Six and a half out of ten. That's interesting. Um, that, yeah, you did 30 levels. Then I was like, okay, now, I don't know how you know how long a level is, but... Yeah, that sounds like a lot of content. Yeah. I've heard it's not as fun being the ghost as well, which I would. I think that would be great, but mm. I've heard people say it's not as fun. It, it sounds like Ghostbusters DVD, mm. basically. Uh, and then Evil Genius 2 World Domination. I didn't expect to fall into this game, but it's very much like Two Point Campus, except you're grew from Despicable Me with a legion of minions to command. Sounds amazing. A management game that quirky uh, and fun, build and expand your villain's lair, kidnap people to interrogate and gain new minion class types, research and develop new tech, additions to your lair. The base game guides you through the narrative with Maximilian, a mega-rich megalomaniac obsessed with gold. However, there are an additional four other villains to explore and four more base types to try. This is a really huge game. Eight out of ten. That sounds... Yeah, I've... I've heard good things about the series. I've heard mixed. But I like... If a game gets a... If I'm not that interested, I don't really know about the game. It has to be uh, rated quite highly for me to go and give it a try. But if it is, yeah, on Game Pass, I might have have to check it out. All right, so um, Sret. Sret has been playing an early access game called Planet Crafter. You are kind of like a felon that is sent to a dead planet, and your goal is to turn it uh, to turn it hospitable. Um, the storyline is kind of jank, okay, uh, but it's kind of like No Man's Sky meets Subnautica, but with no mobs. The map is limited, and you gather resources from the environment and ship crashes. You have a constant need to refill your oxygen, and you have to eat and drink, um, but these can be turned off. You have to improve the pressure, oxygen level, heat level, terraforming of the planet, um, and that progresses. Uh, you start to see changes in the atmosphere. Blue skies will start to emerge. Uh, the rain starts to fill in the valleys, so there are lakes and grass and plants. Um, it's really cool, and I'm super excited to see how it progresses. Um, very mm. nice. Also playing Among Us, where I smoked ya. That is a lie. It just happened once, and fuck you. Hmm. Um, that sounds interesting though I haven't heard of that Among Us? No, Planet Crafter oh. <laughs> well, It's um, interesting Yeah, I was looking at screenshots Can It looks I mean it looks Is it first person? Yeah, it looks I like I don't know if yeah. here Yeah, it, looks, it is first person Hmm Interesting, yeah hmm. Uh, Randy Pasta's been playing some demos this week One was Park Beyond I've heard of this A theme park simulator that also has a story Ooh. Um, this is, I think, this is the one where um, they have the impossible gimmick, 
um, or something, and so you can make like impossible rides that okay. like defy gravity and stuff like that. Oh, did we see something on that? Yeah, yeah, the, the trailers have gone round already. Yeah, that. Um, I found the construction of rides a lot easier than Planet Coaster, which I sometimes feel are a bit fiddly. I'm not sure it has the same level of customization as Planet Coaster, based on what I played, but it's shaping up to be a good alternative. The other game is Sonic Frontiers. Ooh. It was the same demo I played at EGX, and it's still amazing. I can't wait wait for its release next week. Oh God, I yeah. am very excited to play Sonic Frontiers. Um, I think that we might try and play that on stream. Yeah, is that next Wednesday? Well, there's that, and there's a certain other game next Wednesday, so mm. we will have to make a decision. Do they both come out on the Wednesday? No. Sonic comes out next Tuesday, and the other one comes out next Wednesday. Ooh. So. We will see. We will make a decision. But yes, I am very excited to play Sonic Frontiers, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, I am playing Persona 5 Royal. It recently came to Game Pass, so I was like, why not give it a go? Why not? A great decision. I'm about 15 hours in and loving it. Some of the subject matter in the game are very interesting and weird. Agreed. I think it gets worse. Sorry, um, I think it gets worse, doesn't it? But regardless of that, I'm still enjoying it. Also among us, I killed Ben in capitals. Everyone killed you, Ben. It seems I like you died don't, a lot. Not that often, actually. I think it was just Threat and uh, John. But uh, yeah, John was like, oh, I'm going to kill Ben the second I become imposter. And then we both got imposter together. So we couldn't. <laughs> but like, did, did later as well, yeah. Uh, Mr. Wibble's been playing the PC port of Sackboy, A Big Adventure. You and about 600 other people. Just that. It's not sold very well at all. Oh, dear. It is... Well, this isn't this isn't on the headline, but it is um, it is the lowest uh, or least popular, I guess, uh, PlayStation Studios game on PC. I mean, I couldn't even be bothered to get it on PlayStation 5, and I had a PS5 at launch, and that was a launch game. That's how kind of... I want to play True. it, but I played Astrobot. When that came out, and it's brilliant, it it is fantastic. But once I'd finished that and got the platinum, I didn't want another game that was like some kind of platformer. So mm. Mm. I've heard really good things about it, though. To be fair, I feel like it could be, it could be a fun co-op game. Is it a co-op game? I think so. Oh, well, uh, we don't do well, that anymore. That's what Mister Wimble says. What well, we might do. Um, it's definitely easier to play multiplayer mode. There you go. Oh. But even by myself, it's quite enjoyable. I'm sure you can enjoy, you can explain what sack boy is better than I ever could. So not trying. I mean, it's it's a boy made of a sack. What's what's not to Sack get? off boy. Not jack off boy. Jack off no. Very different. Suck, <laughs> suck boy. Um, yeah. So sack boy um, was a PS3 launch title. Well, it was Little Big Planet, which is where sack boy. Began. Yeah, I feel like it's one of their little kind of what are they call the little mascot for the PlayStation. But well, they, Astrobot's better. They try to make Sackboy a mascot. So in Little Big Planet, which came up first, um, and then Little Big Planet Two, and those games were all about creating your own levels and sharing them with the community. Um, and then they had three and. I think there were four games. There was a ca- there was a karting one as well that was amazing. There was, there was. But these were all made by um, Media Molecule, which then went on to create Dreams, and now that's their big thing. And that's why this is called Sackboy, not Little Big Planet, because it's kind of taking the Sackboy character but doing a different game with it. And it's more of a traditional platformer. So it's not quite what Little Big Planet was. But yeah, they're very much trying to make Sackboy a mascot. Mm-hmm. Also, oh wait, sorry, you can continue. With Ravi? Uh, Ravi, I'm in my FPS era now and have downloaded Overwatch 2 and Valorant to try out. I've never done first-person shooters before because of my severe motion sickness. 
But Sealburn told me Overwatch 2 has some accessibility options for motion sickness. That's good. I did not know that. Uh, and I can actually watch Valorant because it isn't as fast-paced or chaotic. More about peaking and such. Yes. That's interesting because I feel with Overwatch 2 as well, you can probably choose a certain character, like choose a character that doesn't have as much bobbin or one that's a little bit more robotic in how it turns to maybe improve any motion sickness because every character just feels completely different as you're playing them. So I wonder if playing as certain characters has more motion sickness than others. Mm. Uh, Ravi also returned to Final Fantasy XIV after two, three months off. Um, I got returner status so I can watch all the little sprouts be excited about things in NN. Mm. What's NN? Uh, Novice Network. Ah, oh, I'm in that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I've never done it. Um, Jinx this week, that darn Disney game got its hooks into me. There are a lot of issues, at least on the Switch, crashing fairly often being a large one. But it's adorable and a fun way to feel like a kid again for a bit. I, I do like that. I, do, I need to go back to that and play a bit more. Mm. Um, Taunt's been playing the new DLC for Atomicrops. Tom every week? Yep. Somebody's playing Atomicrops. Someone's playing every week. Um, it's always uh, fun to go back to and an old favourite with new content. Some of the content makes it easier and they simplified how to open new zones, which is a welcome change. I haven't completed a run since the update came out, so I'm still finding all the new bits and bobs, but I definitely have been playing it again, which is great. It's hard to recommend such a mashup of genres to everybody. It's fast, it's frantic, and the difficulty is a lot to deal with. But it's fun, and there is such a variety of fun drops to keep every run exciting. Hmm. Uh, Moon Princess is once again playing a Zelda randomizer uh, of A Link to the Past uh, with the player character model of a chicken. Nice. <laughs> Uh, Carrie Ann has been playing Sims 4 um, and Cook Serve Delicious 3. Sounds like your kind of uh, thing to uh, to play. Indeed. Uh, Pete Random uh, mentioned in my stream earlier, he's been playing lots of Oli Oli World, which is a great game. I want to go back and play more of that because I, it was brilliant. My first ever little preview video that I uploaded to YouTube was Oli Oli World 2. There you no, go. Oli Oli, no, it's just called Oli Oli 2, I think. Oh, the only world is good though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Finally got to the credits. Absolutely loved it and can't wait to buy the DLC. For a skating game, it has such insane, insanely clever level design. Big thumbs up. Mm. Um, it is brilliant. And also, it's a skateboarding game, but it sort of plays almost more like a platformer than anything. Um, and it has great representation, which is, is one yeah. thing that I will absolutely applaud it for above all. One thing I didn't like about it is like between every level, there's lots of talking and stuff. And I love that there's a story, but the level's like one minute long and then you get a couple of minutes of story and it's like just let me go into it and I'm sure once you've completed it you can go back and do millions of things again and again but uh, playing through the career mode or whatever it was called the story mode was just a bit of a bit too much texting it's just come on let me let me get playing it uh, and then lastly Misbehaven I downloaded Witchwood on the Switch last night and I've been loving it so far you're a witch who has to go around and collect materials to fill your spellbook again after a goat possessed by a demon ate it all. Of that course. Definitely sounds like the devil. Um, you also have to gather the souls of these creatures in order to fill a pact you made with this goat. It's got really cute storybook art and very simple mechanics and witty storytelling. I definitely recommend it for people who are looking for a chill game to play in bed. I've heard good things about that, actually. Yeah, the chat's uh, clue says, Tons making me want to go back to Atomic Crops. And Deb's was like, I was just playing. Honestly, <laughs> this, this <laughs> I community... I feel like we need to play it. Yeah, this community... We need to do an Atomic Crops quick look one week then. Uh, see what it's all about, I think. Yeah. 
but this is what we're going to be doing, actually. Uh, coming up after the podcast today, we're going to be doing the quick look of Bayonetta 3. Not 2, like I said in the uh, tweet. But every week we're going to play something. And it could be like a brand new, you know, Bayonetta 3, Sonic Frontiers. Or it could be just a weird indie game that we're going to goof around with. It, we've no idea what it is. It'll be interesting when there's, like, no big games coming out and we... Just find an find obscure, something. strange one, I think, as well. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, shall we go on to the news? Let's talk about the headlines. Headlines. What's been swapping headlines? Um, should we do the big one first? Let's do the big one first, which is today's news. And I was not working today, so I've had to catch up on this. Um, I told you about it. You did. I was getting my hair cut. Um, the big news today yeah, is that we now have the date and price of PlayStation VR 2. Woo! Um, it's coming out in February. If you scroll down, there is an actual date. Mm-hmm. It's 22nd. Um, 22nd of February. Ooh. And it is going to cost £530. How much? How much? Um, in the US, that's $550. And in Europe, that is €600. Euros. Oh, DL. Should I wear a stripy shirt and a mask? Mm. So for that price, you get the headset, you get the two controllers, and you get some stereo headphones. Um, there is then a bundle which includes Horizon Call of the Mountain, um, and that costs £570 or hell. $600 or 650 euros. So basically you're getting that game for 40 quid. Still? I mean, that's ridiculous. 40 quid? Is it even a... F- is it like the size of... I mean, I just well, think 40 quid is, is a lot. This is the thing. We don't know too much about Horizon Call of the Mountain, and part of me is thinking it's obviously the first party game they want to push... It's Horizon, so that's the one that's bundled. But is it, it? I don't expect this to be like a full-size Horizon game. Mm. Um, so it feels like, is this just like a VR experience? And they're selling that for 40 quid. And the thing is, is that, you know, Horizon, the main game when it came out, was 70 quid. Um, so to sell this one for 40, if it's a sort of cut price experience, a shorter experience, you're like, by comparison, that makes sense. But 40 quid is still a lot of money for a game yeah. that is probably just a couple of hours tech demo. Wasn't Miles Morales 40 quid? No, that was 70. That came out. Was it? Yeah. <gasps> that was full. Or maybe it was 60, 65. I thought it was a little bit. Okay. That is, I mean, it is a lot. And someone's saying, um, Alice is saying in the chat about the conversion rate. It's because I think in the US it doesn't involve, it doesn't include tax. Because uh, it varies from state to state. So they... It's 500 whatever, $550, but then you pay your sales tax, whatever, which boosts it up. That makes sense. Mm. Um, but you can Do then... you know how much Twitter blue with a checkmark you can get for £530? <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. That is years of a verified tick on but Twitter. But who would you rather give money to, Sony or Elon Musk? Sony. Yeah. <laughs> As much as Sony can be annoying, that's not a hard decision. But it's just... I was looking on Reddit and seeing what people were saying. Because I was was expecting them to be like, oh my god, that is ridiculous. And so many people in the comments were going, oh, this this thread is just full of people who don't have an idea about the hardware. And it's like, looking at the specs, nobody in their right minds would have thought it would have been 350 to 400 pounds. Of course it's going to be this expensive. Just look at the specs. And it's like, yes, well, the, the, what's it, the Oculus or the Quest, the Meta Quest, no, the Meta, what is it, the Rift? I don't know, whatever it is. The top the, of the, the range one. one, yeah. But the top of the range one, they're like, well, that's a thousand, that's a thousand pounds. So this one is a lot less and it's not anywhere near as, uh, and it's actually quite close to the, to the specs. 
But I mean, that one is, has been out three years, whereas this is brand new. But also, are they then appealing to just the niche market? Are they appealing to the, the complete VR enthusiasts that play it so much that they are happy to spend £530 on this kind of peripheral? That I mean, I love VR. I, I'll rave about it. it. It's amazing, but I don't play it that much. And I'm not going to pay £530 on something that I'm going to play like a tenth of the time I'm going to be playing my PS5. Maybe not even that, like 5%, 1%. That's the thing, is that on the one hand, 530 quid, yes, that is less than like the top of the range PC ones. Um, so in that sense, it's, yes, it is cheaper. Um, but you still have to have a PlayStation 5 to play it on. Yeah. Um, so you have to buy both, which means that you're spending over a grand. The VR headset is worth more than the console itself the console is very difficult to get hold of anyway um so in that sense you know the whole thing of this is that like you said yes there are those top of the range ones but they're for the like proper nerds with all the money that really love it Mm. and what sony want to do with the psvr as they attempted to with the first one is to make it mainstream they're trying to appeal to more casual gamers you know the, the, the the audience that bought into the wii and everything else like years ago that's what they're aiming for here, but with a piece of kit that is more expensive than the console that you need to play it on. Mm. So there's just no way that this is going to hit the casual market. Yeah. And when there are games that are probably... I mean, they, they, they've they announced even more games today that are, that are coming to it. So there are a fair few games, but how long are these games? Are they just a couple of hours of an experience? It's not as if this is some like 70-hour open-world game or something you're getting loads and loads for your money. There's no backwards compatibility as well. So the PSVR 1 games that I've got, and I loved, you know, Beat Saber, Resident Evil 7 in VR was fantastic, Res Infinite, uh, Thumper, loved all of those. Even the, the what's it called, the um, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, mm-hmm. that was good. None of those are at all uh, backwards compatible. No. Now, I do feel like Beat Saber, they'll re-release. Oh, yeah. Because it's such a big hit. So some things, you know, I'm sure will get re-released on it. But yeah, you can't play the old PSVR 1 games on a PSVR 2 because the tech is different. Yeah. Um, Which I understand. And the the controllers are also different. And that is the other thing with this, is that they are pushing these new controllers. So the previous one, um, previous PSVR used the motion controllers... Um, which you could get anyway to use with um, to use with the camera thing. Um, so they weren't specifically for the VR headset. Whereas now with PSVR 2, there are these new controllers with these things that go around your wrists um, and it's got haptic feedback like the DualSense controller. So they are really pushing this as like a new thing mm. um, that you get along with the headset. But it's all this new technology. But at the end of the day, are the games good enough to warrant this? And until they come out, until people play them and test them, mm. we will not know. Yeah, some games come out and they're like, this is literally one of the best games ever made and it's going to revolutionize, revolutionize it. Then maybe, 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 maybe I'll be like, mm, I'm going to start saving up for one. Because maybe, you know, the price seems like the price actually matches the tech of what you're getting and maybe it's worth it in that way. But yeah, for a casual gamer, they're not going to play. This is for a niche market, and I didn't realise that's what PlayStation were going for. £550 is ridiculous. And it's not even wireless as well. I mean, there's only one wire now. 
Yeah, that's as opposed to good. tons. Like but it would, <laughs> a lot of people are saying it'd be interesting because now Sony's into the PC market. Will they have like some kind of compatibility where you plug it in? I mean, PlayStation controllers work on Steam. Would they then... I mean, if it is compatible with, uh, you know, plug and play on a PC, I would probably be tempted to actually go and get one or to save because <laughs> it would take me a lot of time to save to go and save up for one because that would be very, very... You know, that would be a bit of a game changer, but I they've not said anything about it. And the fact that you can't even play old PSVR games, is it going to be that compatible with PC games? Who knows? I mean, until they get rid of motion sickness or can prevent that more, I just don't think it's going to take off. Mm. It's, going to be, it's going to be niche for a long time, as well as with this price point. Yeah. Disappointing, but, you know, if, if I suddenly came into lots of money, I might be tempted... Because I do love a gadget. You need lots of money. I need lots of money, yeah. Mm. If they would like to sponsor my stream, I will, you know, do a VR stream <laughs> and I'll do what I'll do VR until I vomit if they want to send me one for free, but I don't think that's going to happen. Nobody wants to watch you vomit on stream. No? Yeah, no, there are like some a, people... With a bucket down here and you can vomit to that. There are some people who would quite like that, I think. Not in like a kink way, but in a... Ben's obviously suffering and is in pain. I have heard you vomiting. I don't wish to hear it Oh again. yeah, that was only on Saturday. It was nice. I felt great afterwards. Sometimes you've got to get it all out. No, I will be crawling, curled up in a corner in another room with headphones on so I don't hear or see or smell anything. Well, there was no smelling. I just, yeah, I did have, uh, what did I have? Vodka, gin, beer, cider. So, I mean, mixing drinks, what did you expect? Mm. Well, I it wasn't getting to me. And then it... it... And then it definitely did. Well... Yeah, I don't think I, I was not overly drunk. It was, um, yeah, I went out on Saturday night. Everyone was dressed in, uh, you know, for Halloween. We didn't. We did not. Um, right, hmm. what's next? Nothing. Oh, yeah, wait. There's a couple more. Okay. Um, so, uh, The Last of Us, the TV show. Uh, we finally have a date, and it is coming in January. Okay, so cool. So not long to wait. Good for that. Right, next. <laughs> not a fan? It's all right. I don't really like TV shows. You don't like anything that revol involves just sitting and watching. No, it's but well. No, it's <laughs> no. But I get bored. Like cinemas, movies, cinemas are the worst. But TV shows are also bad because you meant to like watch ten episodes or twenty-two episodes. Some TV shows have. Although I did used to love Prison Break. Prison Break was great. But no. We What's still that? haven't watched. Um, we still haven't finished watching the Hot D, Hot D, or the Rings of Power. Yeah, we will. Mm. We'll catch up. I did see a spoiler, which was great. Don't tell me. I won't. Absolutely, do not tell me. Um, so next up, this was a little exclusive from moi. It was an exclusive from mm. toi. Um, so I know quite a lot of people are looking forward to Harvestella. I'm not. I know you're not. Oh, did you um, play the demo, though? Jesus. I played a bit of it. It was atrocious. So, Harvestella is this new um, farming sim game coming from Square Enix, which is part farming game, part RPG, um, called Harvestella. And, um, thank you, Monet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there is a non-binary option to this. So, you create your own character, and um, you can choose specifically if you want to be male, female, or non-binary. And um, 
this is the first I confirmed with with the company. This is the first Square Enix game to offer non-binary as an option in the mm. character creator. And there's some nice comments on it. I have not read the comments. Well, I know a lot of indie titles that already do this. I'm pretty surprised AAA publishers still avoid this just simple option. They them has been turning up for pronouns, but gender always seems to be locked to male female. Square Enix is slowly adjusting to it. Give credit for Final Fantasy XIV for dropping the gender lock uh, going forward. And allow them to be who they are. That's decent for uh, comments. And I agree. But it's weird that the body type is femme presenting body type for whoever you pick, whether it's male, female or non-binary. I feel like that might have been an error in the demo. Okay. If I'm honest. It was very weird. Yeah, I did that. And like, because I, you know, as, as the producers want, I played as myself so I played as male um, and I think I ended up with a female body so I feel like that was an error in the demo mm. um, I don't know how that's going to work um, w- with a non-binary character um, and that's that's the one thing I'm not sure about and I've heard that the representation maybe isn't 100% great I think in terms of, I'm not sure how you choose the voice Um if, especially if you're if you're choosing to be non-binary, mm. um, but I got some really nice quotes from the producer saying I think it's completely normal these days for non-binary to be included in gender selection. The visibility of gender non-conforming people has become much more commonplace, so we thought it was important to reflect this within the game and show that all players are welcome to Harvestella. Um, keep going, on. keep scrolling. Uh, using gender-neutral pronouns takes a relatively small amount of effort, yet the positive impact is huge as it means you are making the effort to include everyone, and our game is for everyone. There's no major... That has no standards in video games. There's no major impact on the game other than pronouns changing, but we hope that this means everyone feels included. Which, in itself, is is lovely that they have made that effort. Um, And it should be pointed out as well, this is Square Enix. It's a Japanese company. Like, generally, they are quite conservative with these sorts of things. So the fact that a massive Japanese... Triple A publisher and developer have recognised this and put it in their game is is a pretty big deal to be honest. Yeah. Um, and is great that we are starting to see this kind of representation. So hopefully this is the start of many more. I'm intrigued to see what the game is like. How like the so a lot of people are focusing on it being a farming sim with some fighting, but I think it's more of a you know an RPG with a story, and then the farming sim is something extra because just looking at like the. The farming area, for example, just looks so, so, like, ugly. Um, I just hope the rest of the game has a bit more depth to it. And it'll be interesting to see the reviews when they come out. Because looking at this review, this trailer that's currently shown, it actually looks quite interesting. And it has different, um, loads of different areas and different types, like, you know, there's a mountain area, there was up in, the, in space, in the air, all these different backgrounds. It'll be interesting to see... What reviews think of it, and actually, when do well, reviews come it's, out? It's out. Uh, it's out this Friday in two days' time. Um, so out very soon. I think the reviews are um, very soon. So keep an eye out. I will look. Yes. Uh, in fact, I'll have a look now. Because it's not. Uh, wait, Harvey. Oh, Harvestella hasn't even got its. Uh, yeah, hasn't got anything on uh, Open Critic yet. But what, what's your prediction for the? I think like a seven out of ten. Um, oh, a few. Oh, wait a minute. The it did first... all right. Yeah, the first one was in Famitsu, which is the uh, big Japanese magazine. Yeah, and they gave it. So the way Famitsu works is that they always have four reviewers that score it out of ten to give an overall out of forty. So I think three of them gave it eight out of ten, and one gave it seven. I think. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I feel it's going to be... Well, we'll see. We will see. Yeah. Uh, Ben's more interesting. Cor- I am more interested in Coral Island. Coral Island has a lot more uh, promise. Mm. Um, and then we're ending on a bit of a downer here. Um, but I thought you would appreciate this because yeah. I know how much you love Death Stranding. I do. Um, the front man of Low Roar, which is the band that did a load of the music for Death Stranding, unfortunately died. Um, mm. Passed away. Apparently it was really um, complications from pneumonia. Was it? Yeah. I mean, he was really young as well. He was like 40-something, I think. Yeah. I think um, it was 40. Yeah. Yeah, no, really sad. I, like, Death Stranding is one of my favourite games. It's my... You know, when people go, oh, what's the game that you love, 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 but people don't really? Uh, for me, Death Stranding, one of my favourite games. But the reason that I love that game, and I've said this every time I've talked about Death Stranding, the reason I love it is just the when you go on a long walk somewhere or delivering something, you, you see the beautiful um, landscape all around you. It's kind of beautiful, but very bleak. And... You just and then the music from Low Raw plays and this guy's uh sorry, I'm gonna get his name, make sure I get the right name. Uh was it Ryan That's it. Ryan Karazina or Karazija or Karazia? Karazia? Sorry for butchering it. But no, like his voice was very haunting but also really peaceful at the same time. And it just added perfectly to Death Stranding so it's very very sad but they do have I think they've got quite a few albums out already and there is one that's almost ready to be released as well so that will be great that um, there is going to be an album and if they do release a sequel to Death Stranding which I don't know seems to be it's very very heavily rumoured to be in the works yeah and if it is then I hope that they use a um, you know still use low raw use the back catalogue as like I said there's quite a lot of albums but also maybe music from this new album as well yeah I mean, I was not a fan of the game, but the music was absolutely the best thing about it. So, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. was a massive fan of the game, but the music was the best part about it. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, go listen to Low Roar. Yeah, Death Stranding, right behind Ed's head as well, the uh, art book. The second best thing about it was the art. The art was great, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that is a sad note to end on, but I think we are going to end on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that was that was swapping joysticks. Hope you like it. Wow. Go Thanks to, for that enthusiastic ending, man. Go to swappingjoysticks.com and because I need to do this more often, I need to actually advertise on Twitter when we do put a new episode up. But if you don't want to have to wait for Twitter and accidentally miss it or skip it, please go on Spotify or iTunes or um, Apple Music, Apple Music, or even Amazon Music, mm. um, or whatever your podcasting needs are. Go find Swapping Joysticks on there. It's also on swappingjoysticks.com. Um, give us a subscription, subscribe thing. Um, it's all free to subscribe. You get this for free. We will come in your ears for free once a week. You're welcome. And you can listen to Apple Podcasts. Is that what we said? I think I said Apple Music. Well, <laughs> well sing us a song. Make it music. Make it music. I sang Jojo earlier. You did, yeah. Leave, get out. <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> there, go and, if you give us a little subscribe on there, um, then feel free to you uh, well, you can listen to us whenever you want. John says, I know when I miss an episode, I listen on Spotify before work. Thank you, John. I really Thank appreciate you. that. And we do, it actually does show how many people uh, listen. And in my head, like nobody listens, but then every time I log on, it's like, oh, actually, you know, like a fair few people did listen, downloaded it um, throughout the week. And it's, uh, it's super, it's great. Cause I, it does take a, not much, but I do faff around with it and upload it and write the various things. So it's cool that people do listen. Thank you. Good. Ed, where can we find Ed Nightingale? He, him. 
Uh, you can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitch and Twitter. Mm. And I am uh, Ben Ostwick, where you can find me Biggest Benus everywhere, except for Twitter at the moment, uh, where I'm Biggest Benus 1. Thing is, um, our, our new buddy, our new uh, overlord, Elon. Buddy? Yeah. Well, no. he's... He's done one good thing. He said that accounts that are like haven't been logged into for ages and ages are going to be removed. So, Biggest Benners, who's apparently, as far as I can see, hasn't done anything since 2010, coming for your handle. Uh, although I shouldn't probably say that because then other people are going to be like, okay, they'll Someone's take... going to jump on that. They're going to jump on it. Just to annoy you. They are. And then it's they're going to be like, gonna be money. 100 quid, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I will. But, you know, if... You know, if I have to get Twitter blue for that, you know, I'll, I'll do it for one month. Well, yeah, that's another thing as well. How are you feeling about potentially losing your tick? I mean, it it doesn't mean that much to me, and there's no way I'm paying for it, so... Oh. Yeah. But it's nice. It's... Yeah, but I can just put an emoji of a blue tick next to my name if I really want. Yeah. It's fine. I'm not paying. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I wonder if like, I wonder if they if he will wake up and realize that the blue tick isn't there just to separate people. It's actually there for a reason, and maybe people who sign up to this Twitter blue will get some other kind of tick or some other kind of verification thing that they can do. Maybe. Yeah, and also we Tumblr. Tumblr allowed nipples back. Not nudity. Well, I think nudity was allowed, but no porn or no not safe for work. I think, but they allowed. Some kind of uh, filth. Mm. But what we need to find where we're going, because, yeah, Twitter, I'll happily move, I'll happily jump ship to something, as long as we can all agree on where to go. But everybody seems to be a bit like, oh, this one's good, but it doesn't have this, and this one's good, it doesn't have this. Just put one that works for everybody. Yes. Yeah. As long as we're all together. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to lose any of you. Right. Well, right. we are going to play some Bayonetta 3, so do stick around. We will take a very short break. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for watching. Go to Swapping Joysticks, or listening, go to SwappingJoysticks.com for all your swapping joysticks needs. We are Swap Joysticks on the old Twitter. I've been Biggeth Benus. And I've been Ed Nightingale. See you all next week. Keep swapping! <laughs>